Everybody, welcome to Finding Japan episode 60. Well, it's been quite a long time since I have been able to do a podcast for many, many different reasons. Hopefully I can find a quiet place to sit down and relax and have a chat with you all and uh, bring you up to speed, what's been going on, how things have been going, a little bit of what's been on my mind and... uh, I don't know, what else, whatever else I end up thinking about between then and now. Uh, Today is, I think it's Tuesday, I want to say April 15th, I believe. So it's been about a month since I've actually done a podcast. And uh, I have been recording quite a bit, but just really hadn't had the wherewithal to just get it all together. And uh, hopefully we'll be putting one out tonight. Uh, Right now I'm on my way to... Oh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to search for a quiet place to eat my lunch. Uh, since it's nice out, I was able to go outside without a jacket and to stop at the convenience store pick something up. Now, at the convenience store, you probably heard one of my most favorite uh, tenin. This guy is probably the best. <laughs> the guy... Out of all the convenience store employees, he's the one that I certainly uh, like the most. And uh, he's just an incredible guy in the way he talks. So hopefully you caught that clip shortly at the uh, beginning of this podcast. Ah, there's a bunch of seats out here. I'm right in front of the Dream Bridge near Ariake. And it looks like there may be a few places to sit. I think I've just found one. Let's see here. I want to find one that's quiet and where no one will disturb me, and preferably under, under like a tree or something. Ah, I think I see one. Let's see if we can grab that before anybody else does. Uh, <coughs> so why haven't I podcasted in a while? Well, it's a combination of quite a few things, and as much as uh, I'd want to disappoint all of the. Uh, people who think that uh, women just run your life that's that's not the case uh, Linda has been actually very very um, encouraging when it comes to podcasting and figuring out uh, times to do it and everything. she's actually encouraged me to go ahead and do it it's just it's all been myself on this end here can't blame it on anybody else uh, hold on, I'm going to actually take the recorder out and try to position it a little bit differently. And if you don't mind, I'm going to eat while we have this conversation. Actually, where it is right now, I think it should be okay. Um, well, it's been a combination of factors, really. One, one has just been primarily my health. 
I've had this crazy ass cough and cold for about three months now. Finally ended up going to the doctor uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, put me on antibiotics. So I don't think it's anything terribly bad, but uh, it still hasn't gone away. So I think I'm actually just subjected to some really bad allergies right now. So that's been kind of bugging me and it's by the time I get home my voice is so hoarse and I've been coughing and I feel terrible I just it's hard to get in front of the mic um the second thing is uh we recently had some visitors uh up here to Japan Terrence came up for a couple days and we were hanging out with him for a while that's Terrence from the Kobe Beef Show and uh, it was really nice to see Terrence after not having seen him for so long and also uh there were um not there were um, my future sisters-in-laws came out as well Linda's sisters and uh, were in Tokyo for about two weeks and they did some traveling on their own and then they were here in Tokyo for about a week and we did some wonderful traveling there as well and um, in fact one of the places we went to is uh, Hakone and um, in Hakone, there's uh, actually, you know, I, I should probably prepare this better. I should do some research and then comment on the article. But why don't I, at first here, why don't I play some interesting piece of sound that I caught in Hakone? This is the uh, ropeway, one of the stations at the top of the mountain there. So here's the quick sound clip from Hakone, and then uh, we'll go ahead and uh, move on beyond that. What else has been keeping me busy? Um, let's see, I, I had some equipment failures. Um, just, I think the drivers for my audio breakout box, um, just, they've never really existed, but for the longest time I was able to get by on the core audio drivers, and now I think there was some update that uh, basically made those core audio drivers not compatible with my current setup. So that, that's been another kink in the works too with trying to get some podcasting done and then finally 
Uh, there was a lot of things going on for work that may have put me overseas for a week. And uh, I was trying to plan and get all that paperwork taken care of, which took a few days. And then uh, a lot of preparation, just uh, logistics, uh, had to be done in order to get that to happen. And then the trip ended up being moved or indefinitely postponed. So that also took up a big chunk of my time. And uh, now things are starting to wind down just a little bit. And life is becoming a little more manageable. So that's just a quick update of what's been going on here in Japan. I hope you all have been doing really well. Um, I've been enjoying the comments and I've, I think I've replied to all of them uh, up until now. But if, if I missed your comment, again, I'm sorry. Just post it here instead on this article or this uh, posting and I'll get to that as soon as possible. Uh, so... What to talk about? I don't have my list of things here, uh, audio files, pictures, etc. from Japan that um, I usually have when I go to plan an episode. So I think uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the visa experience that I had over the past few months and uh, talk a little bit about what it took in order to get the visa. And I'm going to back up all the way until before I came to Japan and talk a little bit about what a visa actually is and what it means. I had taken, taken this for granted, I think, about how visas actually work. And in Japan, you do need a visa in order to get into the country. A lot of people don't know that. But it really comes down to a matter of semantics because when you go through immigration at the airport, you are often granted a temporary visitor's visa that you get automatically. Now, not all countries are like that. China, for example, I believe you cannot uh, just show up in China and expect to be let into the country. You actually have to plan and get your visa ahead of time. There are other countries, um, obviously like Japan, where you can just show up and go ahead and get a visa. Um, that'll allow you to stay for a certain amount of time. The visa agreements uh, between countries are often quite interesting too, and um, I've found that many agreements tend to be reciprocal. For, so, for example, uh, I think people going to Brazil from the United States, there's a $100 visa fee. I could be wrong. Someone will probably correct me on that. Um, but that's because there's a $100 fee if you're coming from Brazil. Likewise, I think between Brazil and Japan, if I'm not mistaken, there is no fee because the countries um, share their visa agreement. So it's often interesting to read the actual laws in the fine print between the different types of visas that you can get. Um, I think also, too, even here in Japan, there are some temporary visas that you can get uh, for six months instead of the usual three depending on your nationality, and I'm struggling to remember exactly which nationalities are allowed to do that. Um, but I want to say maybe Australia and Germany. I could be wrong. Again, I'm sure someone will correct me on that. I, I didn't mean this talk to be an exact uh, overview of the visa system and the, uh, all the different rules, but rather more just a generalization of my experiences with the visa system. So, uh, 
before arriving in, in Japan um, to study here, I did come over on a visitor visa. So I think that can often be deceiving for a tourist who comes to Japan to visit, um, but then would like to actually come here for an extended period of time. Um, it's not so easy uh, getting in the country if you don't have a visa, and if you plan on staying more than 90 days, uh, you certainly need to do some preparation work. My preparation work for coming to Japan was primarily through the school, and <clears throat> for the first year here in Japan, I was on a student, excuse me, <clears throat> I was on a student visa. Um, that student visa was only obtained after going through paperwork um, through the school. In order to get that student visa, I needed a special certificate from the school I was enrolled in that had to then be sent to the consulate, uh, upon which receiving I did get my visa, but I did have to send them my passport. I believe that consulate was in Atlanta, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. But once I received the passport, I was able to get into the country. However, getting into the country is, is just step one. So when you go through immigration, you can actually come into the country. The second step is you actually have to register as an alien if you will be here more than 90 days. And that involves many different things. Um, where you, you have to say where you live, if you have any bank accounts, I believe. Um, also, you have to then register for national health insurance. It's a whole slew of things that you have to do. What I was trying to do last, uh, what would it be, a couple months ago, is I was actually trying to uh, extend my stay here. Uh, my program requires me that I be here for an extra six months to do an internship, which is what I'm essentially doing now. And in doing that internship, um, I had to apply for what's called a cultural visa. <clears throat> There's no real internship visa here in Japan, but there is something called a cultural visa. Uh, this, this type of visa you can get if you plan on engaging in an activity under the guidance of a master, quote, master, um, in order to um, learn about Japanese culture. So this can be anything from tea ceremony to judo to, I guess it can apply to, you know, working for a company to learn about Japanese business practices, which is the angle that I'm currently employing in order to stay here to continue working. Now, the only stipulation with that is, is you are not allowed to have an income. You're not allowed to generate revenue off of that uh, activity. So there are two separate types of forms that you need to fill out depending on your case, whether or not you'll be getting paid or if you... Uh, uh, no, I said that wrong. Whether you will be getting paid, there's one form, and if you're not going to be paid, there, there is a separate form that you must fill out. Um, so I worked with uh, both the HR office here and my company in Japan and uh, with my school to get all the necessary paperwork filled out. And upon arriving to uh, the immigration office, I was informed that I had filled out the wrong form. So... <clears throat> Uh, and this has to do essentially with the way I'm getting paid and, and, and uh, some sticky details there. Essentially, a lot of uh, internships that are run through my current school and through Japanese companies are done in the way of a donation back to the school, which then gets kicked back to you as a, 
sort of like a scholarship or a stipend through the U.S. school. My situation is slightly different, but again, it applies in that same case where you're not being paid. <clears throat> However, um, I have been employed with this company for uh, about a year, indirectly at no pay from a Japanese perspective. So it's been there was some little bit of confusion as to which form I needed to, to fill out here in order to get that done. So I had filled out the form where I would be uh, getting paid, but I put the pay as, as zero. So, but, but because this person had informed me I'd made a mistake, I was left trying to fill out these forms quite quickly at the immigration office. And on these forms, there's quite a bit of information that's required, including uh, your contact of your manager and their professional history, as well as um, a litany of school history going all the way back to high school, believe it or not. God, that was, that was over 13, 14 years ago for me. So, <clears throat> uh, I, I guess it goes without saying that I obviously didn't fill out all of that information, but I explained to the person that, I, you know, I don't have all this information with me. Shall I come back? And she said, no, just fill out these minor sections and then hand it in. So I, I handed it in. Well, about two weeks later, I received a letter from the immigration office stating that they needed some more information. And this information had to do with... Uh, details of the work arrangement, etc., including uh, uh, details of my scholarships. Apparently, there was some confusion about whether or not my internship was related to my studies at uh, Waseda University versus my studies here, uh, or not here, uh, back in the United States. It, of course, is the latter, but uh, it was not um, very clear to the immigration inspector. So I spent about three or four weeks trying to coordinate between um, my advisor back in the U.S. who advises me on, on such issues and uh, the HR office here where I work and uh, the immigration office. And uh, it was quite challenging all because of all the correspondence was in Japanese. And uh, also... Uh, as I have stated before, I think in a prior podcast, this, this whole process is a multi-step process as it is. So this little extra kink in the middle of this workflow here was really quite <clears throat> annoying. And it was starting to get down to you know, uh, the time when I needed to be able to leave, or be able to stay without overstaying my welcome here in Japan. Uh, so I was getting quite, quite nervous about getting all that paperwork in. Um, but what I did ended up doing is I ended up collecting all the paperwork and numbering it and labeling it and going through and itemizing everything. I, I felt like, you know, I had just done my taxes for the United States about four weeks ago, and I was working on this immigration paperwork maybe about six to eight weeks ago. I, I felt like I did my taxes twice. That's <laughs> kind of the feeling you get when you're going through this, this exception paperwork here. Uh, but eventually what ended up happening is... Um, our HR office here is not really equipped both staff-wise and expertise-wise to deal with these types of issues. So they ended up hiring a, uh, a uh, visa attorney to work with me. And I handed him all the paperwork. And uh, before he could submit the paperwork, he needed a power of attorney letter. So I had to submit that. And uh, that took a few days to get worked out. And then once he had the power of attorney letter, he went through all my paperwork and just submitted it as is to the immigration office, upon which um, 
they sent me the paperwork so I was then able to go back to the immigration office and get all the necessary stamps and uh, all the official here you go uh, so that I can stay here in Japan <clears throat> so it was a big long roundabout four weeks of uh, not too much stress but a little stressing out to finally get my visa paperwork all taken care of but uh, some positive things did come out of it and uh, to make a long story short I did want to share a couple points which I think would be be interesting I mean the first positive thing obviously is that uh, I was able to get uh, my visa paperwork taken care of so I'm now set through August well beyond uh, the time I need to complete all of my required uh, all of the things that are required of me here both professionally and uh, scholastically um, the second thing I found out is that even if you are, say, having trouble with your visa paperwork, as long as your paperwork is being processed or being reviewed, you are not considered extending your stay unduly. So, for example, if your stay completes, say, March 1st, and uh, they say on average you should allow two to, two to four weeks to get all the paperwork completed. <clears throat> So if you have your paperwork submitted and, are, and have started a dialogue with the immigration office by, uh, say, February 1st, you are okay. This I learned from the immigration attorney because I had a primary concern that if this type of back and forth takes too long, what shall I do? And he said, as long as your paperwork is in and you have a case number and you're being reviewed, you're okay. So they can't kick you out of the country while they're reviewing your paperwork, provided your paperwork has been submitted well in advance of the deadline. Now, I imagine if you submit it the day before, you may have uh, a few problems. Uh, so that's one piece of advice that I would offer somebody um, who's looking to extend their visa. So you don't really need to stress out too much about it, even if there are some problems. Just make sure you stay on top of the deadlines. And um, if you get any sort of official correspondence from the immigration office, work with uh, a teacher or someone who knows Japanese to help you. But also make an inventory of what you've sent and make copies and, and duplicate and triplicate if you have to. Um, and just keep track of it and you should be okay. Um, sometimes the paperwork can be a hassle, but uh, generally it's pretty well organized. The, the second thing, or the, I'm sorry, this would be the third thing, second thing, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, the other thing I realized too is that you need to make sure that you update your uh, alien registration card and health insurance after uh, you get your visa renewed. I found this out and, uh, in an unfortunate way actually because um, I needed to go to a doctor as I had stated before and I didn't have, um, my, I had health insurance but it was just about to expire so I had to go get my health insurance renewed through the public health insurance system. Now here when, when you're on the health insurance system you actually have to pay I think about one-third of your total cost as a student. Um, since I am no longer a student and I'm working part-time, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what sort of costs get incurred when they send me my bill for the new health insurance. So I'll let you all know when that comes in. But you need this card. So I went to my ward office to get the card updated and uh, they informed me that no, you first need to get your alien registration card updated. So, well, thankfully it's all in the same building and I was able to go down there, but in order to get my alien registration card updated, I needed to show them a copy of my visa, which I didn't have. So 
I had Linda come up and bring me my visa to the ward office and, and we got that all taken care of and I was able to in one day get both my card updated, my insurance updated and get to the doctor with a chest x-ray and then walk out with a prescription for drugs and then get the drugs that day. That all happened in about five hours which was incredible. So as much as it can be a pain in the ass I suppose, uh, it also can be pretty efficient when it works the right way. So. That's the update of what was going on with my visa and the end result, uh, which is all positive and uh, we're happy now. And uh, some of the paperwork and how it was related to uh, me needing to update my Gaijin card and my health registration in order to go to the doctor. So, there you go. <clears throat> uh, so, I'm looking at the phone now here because it's pretending to talk on it because I'm sitting near a bench near quite a few other people and I don't want to look very weird. I've got the recorder in my front pocket and I'm not moving so hopefully it should sound well. But it's slowly getting towards the time where I need to get back to work, become productive once again for a few more hours and then head on home to get this edited. So I'm going to let you go. I hope you enjoyed, uh, let's see here, what do we talk about? the. Uh, we had the convenience store guy who uh, took us through the intro, talked a little bit about what's been going on in general, and also uh, shared with you the uh, audio from Hakone. I, I actually, truthfully, I need to go through my recorder and find some of, or actually catalog all of the different audio I have and put it up. Maybe I'll just do an episode of just audio tours. That might be good. Would you guys like that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll do that and put a short 30 second blurb before each and say this is, uh, this is about, this is where it was recorded, what time it was, what the scene was about, and then let you all sort of enjoy that. Maybe I'll put a nice long episode together to make up for the uh, extended absence here. So uh, uh, with that, I just wanted to say thank you all for the comments and uh, I really appreciate it, especially the the recent ones who are saying that, uh, hey, where, where's an episode? Uh, we missed the episode. So this one is uh, for everyone who encouraged me. And hopefully, if uh, I can get rid of this cough or this allergy, whatever it is I have, uh, I can keep this going here. And um, I don't know. I guess that's it. Let's not drag on the ending anymore. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll talk to you all again real soon. And uh, from beautiful... Ariake on my lunch break. Uh, this is Christopher, and uh, this was Finding Japan, episode 60. Talk to you later.